Welcome to Brown AF, Brown, Ambitious, and Free. My name is Niha Winova, your host for the transformation of a lifetime. So the explosive success that you want is not only attainable, but it's much less stressful on you. I'm gonna give you the tips, tools, and get you into CEO thinking so that women and people of color just like you work smarter and get way ahead. This is legacy leadership and it's unlike anything you've been taught before. So tune in and listen up. Let's go. Welcome to Brown AF. Today, I want to talk about why women as mothers make excellent CEOs and high-level executives and why you need to think about your leadership from a holistic place and really build your confidence. This is about counterbalancing so much of what is out there in the world and to make sure that as a female leader, you are really understanding the power your experience, your holistic experience brings to the table, how it creates a success culture and builds the best teams and leaders because of your experience, not just your education, your technical expertise, but the full perspective of what you bring to the table. And also, we want to make sure that you stay in the game, push what you think is possible, go and do bigger and better things, speak about where you're headed, strategically align with strategic partners, and get more buy-in from the board of directors and from big investors. I want you to be a person that envisions yourself doing these things really, really well. And to our partners, to our champions, I want you to really understand and have more clarity about the power that women bring to the table, why you want to make sure that you invest in female leaders, have them in your senior executive teams so that you are really benefiting from the power that we have to offer. So number one, women are really great at balancing a high range of emotion and the intensity of emotions, especially as a mother. Now, all of us can that have ever even been around children can attest that there is a lot of logic and reasoning and a lot of emotions that come to play when you are speaking with a child and developing that child. And similarly, you can have a lot of intensity of emotions around big risks, what's happening next, a product launch. And women are really well poised to deal with the high emotions the low emotions, and the intensity of emotions all within one day or within a range of time. So this is a very powerful asset. Number two, we are really, really great at building strong relationships and developing great humans, great citizens who eventually become great leaders. We are the ones that focus on growth and building strong bonds. We are usually the ones that are tasked with managing most of the connections and the relationships, not only in our primary family of origin, but the extended family and with our friends, with 
communities, and it goes way beyond that. So we are often the social epicenter of relationship building and fun relationships. And this makes us really, really great at developing people, developing cultures, and creating a foundation to come together for great success. Number three, women often model and teach from values. We develop a strong set of value systems and we operate and think in these frameworks. We teach our family members and children how to model behavior that we think is important and that has a ripple effect. When you are a leader that shows up into a room and people know what you stand for, what your values are, and you model that, you are building trust and consistency in what they can expect from you and how they need to conduct themselves. So it really becomes a powerful way of incentivizing behavior that you want to see and incentivizing behavior that gets results. Number four. There is no question that women are incredibly good at balancing time like a superhero, sometimes even like a villain, because we are the ones that are in charge of making sure tasks happen, that we are making multiple things happen in the same time frame, let alone in a day. So we have done this out of great necessity because we are really So required to be good at planning and projecting ahead of time, allocating the right amount of time to get something done and to get many, many tasks in for different stakeholders. And this translates to what we need to do as what does our executive leaders need to succeed? What does the board need to hear from us? And when is that going to happen? What do the investors need? We are managing multiple different groups all at the same time, and we do so without skipping a beat when it comes to having the time to make the demands met. The next thing is, number five, women are really great at seeing the big picture, and like I just illustrated for you, attending to multiple priorities. And so in terms of understanding the emotional needs, we also can think about the best way to get that done. And that includes what's happening right now, but the how it needs to be done. Emotionally, how to get people on board, feeling like they're valued, feeling like they're included in the process. And this is immensely valuable because when you get more people that are paid to be working with you to invest in the idea, invest in the solution, and feel like their ideas are valued and included, you will get better results more quickly and you'll get better buy-in. So it is really an amazing skill. Number six is that we are really, really great at projecting and thinking about the future. Not only are we tasked at managing our time effectively right now in the short term, hour to hour, we know the building blocks of how to get things done, the consequences and the inputs of doing things so that we can get to a long-term goal as well. And so 
We are constantly anticipating and meeting those needs. And this is incredibly important when we're thinking about the long-term direction of a company. What is needed? What does the leadership look like? What does succession look like? How about entering a market or exiting a market? When you have the thought leadership of women who are exceptionally good at doing this, you can attend and meet your goals faster and anticipate and solve the obstacles in advance. Number seven, women are really, really great at finding time to have fun and celebrating, which is so critical when you are doing hard things, taking on risk, and building a really effective team. When you are a team that's having fun, celebrating the milestones, celebrating the gains and the wins, you are bonding at a really deep level. And we can do this in big and small ways. And oftentimes, women leaders are incredibly thoughtful at making sure that this happens. And this can be so beneficial to longevity, retention, attracting the best, and what's most important, keeping them in the game for the long run. And so number eight, women are really, really good at managing not only the ups, but the downs when things aren't going well. Because we are used to caretaking and being moms, that comes with the territory of dealing with when things are going well and when things are not going well. And this is really important because when you're going for big, ambitious success, you have to expect missteps, mistakes, and write them. When you are going for big, ambitious success, you have to expect mistakes and missteps and know how to course correct quickly and keep people in it. And so we're not only worried about going and doing things when things are going well, we're most focused on what we can do to make things get back on track when things aren't going well. And the faster you do that, the better. So here are some things we want to look out for. Now that we've talked about what women and mothers can do really well, particularly as executives, so we really, really want to be proud of that and lean into that, own that identity, we want to be careful of what we don't do so well. Number one is we tend to lack confidence. This makes a lot of sense given the way that we are socialized and developed, but we want to notice how we can bolster our confidence every single day. So I just gave you eight reasons why you are an amazing executive and how to build on that self-identity and build your confidence. Number two, one of the things you want to look out for is that if you have a tendency to take on too much and including raising your hand and like being that volunteer, the martyr, the one that does everything because no one else will do it or because you want it to be done your way. Watch out for that because that will have you overtasked, overscheduled, and it will have you tired and exhausted. So number three, watch out if you think you're the only person that can do it and if you go it alone. 
you might be really used to approaching things this way, but this can also be really depleting of your time, of your energy, and it is not as collaborative or inclusive when you are not including other people to the table or allowing them to take some of the weight, some of the tasks and pressure off of you, which allows you to be out of the weeds, out of the day-to-day and more strategic, developing strategic partnerships and new alliances, speaking with the board, advancing those relationships and really getting the resources and the investment that you need for a successful launch or entry into a new market. So you want to make sure that you are building those collaborations and not going alone. Make sure that you get what you need. The next thing is, number four, women often tend to outsource our approval to others, particularly before taking action. And so, again, through school, being people pleasers and perfectionists and being really high achievers academically, we have gotten a lot of feedback about our performance. And that can be in terms of how the teacher responded to us, our grades. And if we continue to go forward in life with expecting the approval from others before we go forward, it really slows us down. And it has us outsourcing our strength and our determination, our decision-making outside of ourselves, clearly. But we want to really be mindful that we should be the ones making better decisions faster, being better at taking on more risk and spending more of our time in execution and action. So be very mindful and watch out for that. The next thing is number five, if you are telling yourself some variation, some story about what you're not good at, oh, I'm not really good at math, I'm not good at numbers, I'm not really good at managing people or telling people what to do, I want you to locate your story and start to change it. Start to actively invest in taking action so that you have evidence every single day that you're getting better and better. There are a multitude of reasons, we talk about them a lot here at the podcast, about why you've received conditioning that makes you think that maybe you're not so good at something. But how you start to change that is you have to start focusing on what you're really great at and all the gains that you're making. If we always look at what we haven't done well, where we lack, we are in a very negative frame of mind and negative energy. It is depleting. So you want to switch into really focusing, again, why you are great at what you do, not only in your technical expertise, but in all of the other ways that you're bringing your whole self, all of your greatness to the table. So make sure that you are doing that every single day. Number six is when we talk about a lot is perfectionism, needing things to be done a certain way or only your way, which is can make you be the only one to do things or make people really feel like they can't meet your standards. You want to watch out for that. That can show up as micromanaging, not allowing or being okay with mistakes, and not having an open culture to deal with and solve those mistakes. So be very mindful if you tend to identify yourself as a perfectionist. Ask yourself why. It's usually that you're resistant to any kind of failure It has to be done one way, and that is going to have a domino effect 
in making people feel like you don't trust them, you don't value them, they don't have voice and giving their expertise. And that is the antithesis to a really thriving success mindset and culture. And even watch out for procrastination because that is another way that perfectionism can show up. We're waiting for the right data, all the right inputs, waiting for approval, and we're not willing to take action because we don't want failure. So all of those things are different shades of perfectionism. So another one, number seven, is this need and this tendency to try to make everybody happy. And what we want to do here is really make sure that we understand that we cannot be solely responsible for other people's happiness. We can contribute to it. We can have full intention to make things better for others and invest in them and make them feel great and build them up. But it is too weighty of an expectation. It is unnecessary and it's not realistic, particularly at senior levels and high levels of executive leadership for you to be the one that is in charge of making everyone happy. You are gonna have to make difficult decisions. You are gonna have to do things that sometimes you don't agree with or other people don't agree with. Maybe the board has decided a certain way, now you're tasked with executing it. You have to get better at managing that expectation for yourself and the ups and downs that come with that. We will talk more about that in later episodes, and we have, but really start to notice where you believe it's your job to be really well-liked, to make everybody happy, and understand that that creates an unrealistic pressure and expectation on yourself. And finally, number eight, if you are a person that really blames yourself, kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about in number seven. But if you blame yourself and there's a lot of self-criticism where you are making things really personal and you're like the center of the tornado when bad things happen. And so you got to really watch how you speak to yourself, how you talk to others about what you've done and make sure that you are not taking on too much blame that evolves into actual self-criticism. This can also happen when we're not celebrating enough and not focusing on the gains. So you want to make sure that you are switching into a place where you are taking credit for success. You're clearly understanding what you can do to improve things, but you are not being overly critical and negative and having an internal dialogue of negative self-talk when things don't go well. So I want to make sure I leave you with some things that you can do today. Number one, I want you to decide what you are really great at as a professional and as a mom, all the things that you bring into the table and really lean into that as your unique differentiator. And what you want to do here is blend it all together as your success identity and own it. This truly is your source of endless confidence, competence, and new skills because you'll be willing to take on more and do more when you have more confidence 
and you show up this way. And number two, I want you to go even deeper and answer this question. How is being a part of a family, raising a family, and dealing with children and raising them more challenging or difficult than being with adults? Really get intimate and get in the details here because these are the reasons that you make a great leader. And I want you to really understand how it goes hand in hand and build yourself up. Listen, being a mom and being a woman, no matter what anybody tries to tell us, does not and cannot ever diminish your people skills and your leadership skills, your ability to connect with others, draw people in and make them feel really great as you develop them. And so just spend some time getting deep here. Next, number three, decide purposefully and ignore any BS stories and cultural norms that suggest in some way, shape, or form that women do not have the ability to be high-impact, world-class leaders. This is just untrue. You should go forward in full force believing that you have everything that it takes. Because let me tell you a little secret. No matter what anyone says or has told you, there is nothing that has really changed. Humans are humans and people behave like people. And that is what leadership and management is all about. Sure, technology changes all the time, but these tried and true leadership skills and development, these skills have lasted the test of time and you can learn them by doing them and never ever count yourself out. And number four, build those relationships. Continue to enjoy real relationships and friendships and the power that that encouragement, that feedback loop gives to you the ability to develop and build a really powerful network that fuels you. Relationships are the backbone of success and profitability. And so you are naturally really great at it. And if you aren't, go ahead and invest some more time in building relationships that you really enjoy, that build you up, that fuel you and make you happy. And so that is what I have for you in this episode. I hope that this has been a great PSA for why women make great executive leaders, why women as mothers bring so much to the table, and why we should dispel myths and stereotypes that are just not true and make sure that as strategic partners and allies, we are considering all the benefits that women bring to our success and to our long-term strength and profitability. Until next week, we will see you right here. Go out and do this and be brown AF. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We invite everybody who believes in inclusive success to join the mission here at Brown, Ambitious, and Free. This is for you to be more of who you are 
and succeed with simple tools and unlearn things that don't support your success. Please subscribe and share this podcast with other supporters and ambitious change makers and visionaries who want to be a part of this important movement to change the face of leadership and wild success. Check out our website to learn all the different ways to connect with me and work with me. You can work with me as a private coaching client one-on-one by booking a consultation call at www.nehacoaching.com. That's N like Nancy, I India, H Harry, A Apple, coaching.com. I also work with leadership teams and organizations to supercharge the leadership and execution and build a culture of success. Send us a message and book a call. Finally, would you like me to speak at your organization or association? That's easy to do. Reach out to us and schedule a masterclass or workshop. Come back every week for important discussions that will revolutionize the way you think, create, and perform to get greater and greater success. I will show you how to use a proven methodology that takes out the guesswork and adds to your success. Join us here each week and spread the message. We will see you soon.